just a moment, I'm going to read from the book of Acts, chapter number 2 in the New Testament. If you have a Bible or a device of some sort that can access the Bible, you can follow along with me to Acts, chapter 2. And I'll begin reading in verse number 1 in just a moment. I will be very upfront and honest with you as to the premise behind this service today. And you have to go back a few years. You have to go back 35 years, actually. That's a long time ago, but I was a student in college, and while I was a student in college, I enrolled in a course at a Christian college simply called Signs and Wonders. That was the name of the class, and that's actually a biblical um, couple of words, Signs and Wonders, and it was a two-hour class. You get two credit hours for that class. And when I enrolled, I didn't realize the, the type of class that it would be. I figured perhaps we would be hearing about what the Bible teaches regarding the miraculous and signs and wonders and things like that. That's pretty obvious. But our teacher got up on the first day and he said, I want to tell you what this class is going to be and what this class is not going to be. He said, first of all, this class is not going to be a professor up in front of you as a talking head for two hours. And when he said that, I was kind of happy about that. So I didn't really want to hear someone talk for two hours straight. He said, but I give you my word, I'm going to talk at least one hour. And so I at least knew how long to expect. Now, I'm not going to make that promise to you today. <laughs> because I'll probably take the under if you are choosing that. I'll probably come in under an hour and the church said amen. Or thank God, one of the two. He said, however, the second hour of this class, every time we have this class, you're going to hear instruction in the first hour. But the second hour, we're going to pray and we're going to give God opportunity to do what we have just learned about. He said, so get ready because we're going to instruct but we're also going to give opportunity for God to heal, to deliver, and to fill. So now you know the premise behind this message today. I have not come to this pulpit to be a talking head today. I am going to, with the help of the Lord, preach what this Bible says. But then we're going to give God opportunity to heal, to deliver, and to fill with his spirit. Amen. It's going to be in word and in deed. So you don't have to be afraid today. You say, oh, my goodness, what's going to happen? I give you my word. I'm going to tell you everything that's happening today. Now, I'm not going to tell you what God's going to do because that's up to him. But we're going to just walk through the word of God and then simply give opportunity. So if you're new to this church, look right here at this short preacher behind this pulpit. You can trust what happens here today. If you need a healing in your body, that means you're sick and you need a healing, we will help you pray about that. We'll, we'll join with you and we'll agree that Jesus is powerful enough to heal your body today. If you're tired of that pain, we're going to pray that the pain will be gone in Jesus' name. If you're here and you've seen these wonderful young men baptized in water in the name of Jesus and God's been stirring you to be baptized... Let's just be simple. We'd love to baptize you today in Jesus' name. 
If you've never been filled with the Spirit of God, we'd love to pray with you for God to fill you with His Spirit today. We're just going to let God work in our midst. Amen? Amen. Look at someone and say, God's going to help us today. Oh, yes, He is. Acts chapter 2 and verse 1. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven. As of a rushing mighty wind, it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as a fire, and one sat upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance, or the language. There were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, devout men from every nation under heaven, and when this sound occurred, the multitude came together, were confused, because everyone heard them speak in his own language. And they were all amazed and marveled, saying to one another, Look, are not all these who speak Galileans? How is it that we hear each in our own language in which we were born? Skip down to verse number 12. So they were all amazed and they were perplexed, saying to one another, Whatever could this mean? Others mocking said, They are full of new wine. But Peter Standing up with the eleven, raised his voice and said to them, Men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and heed my words. These are not drunk as you suppose, since it is only the third hour of the day, just nine o'clock in the morning. But this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. And it shall come to pass in the last days, says God, that I will pour out of my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. And on my men servants and on my maid servants, I will pour out. Everyone say, pour out. Pour out, pour out my spirit in those days, and they shall prophesy. I'm preaching today. Today is my day for an outpouring. Today is my day for an outpouring. God bless you. You may be seated. Thank you for standing. Thank you for following along in your Bible. It must have been quite a setting. At least 15 different culture and language groups present in Jerusalem that day, both Jews by birth and those who were proselyted or converted Gentiles into Judaism. But all of them are together. They're in one city and they are assembled together at the Jewish observance of Pentecost. Now, to the casual follower of the scriptures, you may have heard of that word Pentecost before. But allow me to just give us a little bit of scriptural foundation for what that means. That is not simply the name of a denomination. That is not simply the name on a church building somewhere. But rather, Pentecost is the observance of the Old Testament man Moses who went up 50 days after the Passover 
in Egypt. This is all in our Bibles. And he went up on a thundering mountain called Mount Sinai to receive a word from God. He went up on that mountain, and when he went up on that mountain, as I mentioned, there were thunderings and lightnings and fire coming off of that mountain. And the Lord did some marvelous things, spoke to the man of God, his word to give to the people. It was such a profound event that God set up that every year his people, the Jewish people, would remember that particular time. Fifty days, that's what Pentecost means, fifty. Fifty days after Passover in Egypt. And they needed to remember every year that wonderful uh, deliverance from Egypt and also the giving of God's word on the mountain, the descending of fire, the thunderings, the lightnings, the physical manifestation of the very presence of God. It is that day that is mentioned in Acts chapter number 2. It is that day, that remembrance, that annual pilgrimage to Jerusalem that we find this motley crew of cultures and languages gathered Together, The Bible says that they were gathered together in one place, similar to what's happening in this church building right now. The Bible says that they were waiting in that one place for something that had been promised to them. They were not waiting for a convenient time. They were not waiting for a certain time of the day. They really didn't know when it would happen. All they knew is this pouring out would come because it had been prophesied that it would come. Many years before, the Old Testament prophet Joel spoke of this when he declaratively said, in the last days, says God, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. Joel prophesied it long before it ever happened, and yet... For generation after generation after generation, those Jewish people hung on to the fact that God had spoken a promise. It had not taken place yet, but maybe when we're gathered together, it'll happen now. They also heard Jesus just a few days prior to that assembly in Jerusalem, as mentioned by Luke's gospel the 24th chapter and the 49th verse, when it was Jesus who said to followers, Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued with power from on high. So now it was more than just an Old Testament prophet saying it would happen. Now it's a man in flesh standing by them who says, I need you to go to Jerusalem, and I want you to tarry in Jerusalem, and tarry until the promise comes. Do you see where we are at now? This is not a happenstance. This is not a casual gathering in a room. This is a group of people assembled in one place, waiting on something that had been promised to them. And then it happened. The Bible says when that day of Pentecost was fully come, 
They were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly, and suddenly. How many of you in this house have ever had God do something for you? And when you look back, it was a sudden move of God. It was something that was not calculated in your mind, but you know beyond the shadow of a doubt, God showed up in my life, and God touched me in a dramatic, sudden way. <laughs> Suddenly, there came a sound from heaven, the Bible says, as of a rushing mighty wind, sounded like a wind was blowing through the house. And the Bible says that all of them assembled together, over a hundred of them in that upper room, began to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages as the Spirit gave them that language. Now, you can't have 120 people begin to speak in a language they did not know by birth, and that happened in an upper room, and people not take notice of that. It started getting talked about on the street outside of that upper room. It started spreading through the neighborhoods, and it caused all sorts of responses. People that said, I know exactly what's going on. They got up early, and they got in the wine cabinet, and they've been drinking ever since they got it. That's exactly what's going on with them. Others said, I'm amazed by this. What does this mean? How could this ever be? But it was the outpouring of the Holy Ghost. That had been prophesied, it had been declared, it had been promised, and God, just as sure as he promised, set it up where people would have the Holy Spirit poured out on them. Now, when this happened, the preacher jumped up, because you can always find a preacher ready to preach. I've preached in the aisle of a grocery store before. I'm ready. But Peter stands up and said, these, these men, they're not drunk like you think they are. They've not been down at the bar. They didn't drive to the wet county to get something to drink this morning. No, no, that's not what's going on here. This is that that was prophesied by Joel. In the last days, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. It is incumbent upon me as a preacher today to declare to this great congregation this outpouring of God's spirit is for every person oh yes it is it's not just for the good folks and and jump over the bad folks it's not for just the pentecostals it's not just for the people with the right last name or you've been hanging around church long enough to warrant it it is for all flesh every person every man every woman that's what the bible says it is for all flesh everybody say all flesh come on look at somebody say he's not preaching about some flesh He's not preaching and hopping over rows and saying, not this row, but that row. All flesh. Joel said when that spirit is poured out, it's going to be on all flesh. That is you and that's me. That's me and that's you. That's you if you're a member of this church. That's you if you're a guest of this church. That's you if you call yourself a Baptist. And that's you if you call yourself a Pentecostal. That's you if you call yourself an agnostic. And that's you if you call yourself an atheist. It is for all flesh it's for you if you know about it and it's for you if you don't know about it it is for all flesh 
But I've also got to rise in this pulpit and preach this as well. This outpouring will affect every generation. Not just the middle-aged folks. Some of y'all, when you think about the baptism of the Holy Spirit, you conjure up in your mind an elderly lady. You're shaking under the presence of God. Some grandma that you know about that when she goes to prayer, you go to her when you have a need because you know she can touch Jesus. But she just gets off in a corner somewhere and just shakes and you say, well, I need to go to her. She's got the power. Can I tell someone, I thank God that elders have the power, but this promise is not just for elders. It's for children. It's for teenagers. It's for young adults. It's for married folks. It's for single folks. It is for every generation. And I just got to preach this today. Not only this outpouring was going to bring the baptism of the Holy Spirit and people begin to speak with other tongues as a spirit gives the language, but it's going to touch generations. And those generations are going to be under the power and the influence of that Holy Spirit. The Bible says that our sons and our daughters are going to prophesy. Now, I don't know, if you came in this house and you're saying everything's bad with this cult, this new generation, and uh, they act crazy and they're all tatted up and they got all these addictions, uh, you, you can be negative all you want. But I have made up in my mind, it is that generation that when the Holy Ghost touches them, they're going to lift their voice and prophesy. There's going to be something inside of them that wells up and begins to speak the word of the Lord. Now listen, listen, I'm not going to go to the lowest bar. If you think I'm going to go to the lowest bar, just hang on, nudge your neighbor and say, get, get ready, get ready. I want my kids to do more than graduate from high school. I want them to prophesy. I want my kids to do more than graduate from college. I want them to prophesy. I want my kids to do more than just get a good job. I want them to prophesy because this baptism of the Holy Spirit and this outpouring affects every generation. Come on, Nexus, I want you to lift up your voice when God's Spirit comes on you, and I want to see you prophesying. I want you to declare what God is saying to you. I want the next generation to have a word in your mouth of prophecy. Come on, we got to believe that God's going to do that through our young people. Come on, I wish if you want that to happen in your children, I wish you'd give voice to that right now. And say, God, I want that for my children. I want that for my kids. I want that for our students. I want that for our young adults. It's going to touch every generation. Whew. It's been promised. Not only are your sons and daughters going to prophesy, young men are going to see visions. Let me just tell you what, what's going to happen. Young men, I'm going to preach to the youth group right now. Young men, there's going to be some of you who are going to go up to your pastor, Jace Lumpkins, and say, Pastor Jace, I don't know all what this means, but God gave me a vision a few days ago, and he showed me something that I didn't conjure up on my own. As sure as I'm standing here, that is prophesied that that's going to happen. Our young men are going to see visions. He has more in mind for you than simply missing hell and getting to the rapture line. He wants you to see visions. He wants you to prophesy. Your young men are going to see visions. And your old men are going to dream dreams. 
I'm going to tell you something I've got to wear whenever I have a dream. And, and just so you know, I don't always have holy dreams. <laughs> I, I, I'm telling you, I get jealous of friends of mine that say, man, I had a dream. And in the dream, there was two angels over here and big old church building over here. And God spoke in a big booming. I just get so jealous of them because most of my dreams have to do with like orangutans and... <laughs> Playgrounds and ketchup all blended together. <laughs> but I've got to wear, when I wake up in the morning, if I've had a dream as bizarre, and I'm not saying that God has anything to do with the dreams about orangutans. I'm not, please don't walk up here and say, let me tell you what the Lord means by that. I'm not here to tell you I know everything about dreams, but when I do wake up, if I've had a dream, it lets me know I can still dream. And if I can still dream crazy stuff, this old man can dream godly stuff. I believe there's going to be some elders among us. God gives you a dream. God gives you a dream of what can happen in your grandkids, what can happen in your family. He's going to put a God-ordained dream in your spirit. Because this outpouring affects every generation. Everyone say every generation. This outpouring also causes people to be water baptized. The Bible says in Acts 2, after the Holy Spirit was poured out, Acts 2 and verse 41, then those who gladly received his word were baptized. And that day about 3,000 souls were added to them. You know what just happened a few minutes ago in this, in this service? There was a man by the name of Braden. Braden, are you back in here? Wave at me, Braden, if you're in here. Wave at me. There he is. Come on, stand up, Braden. I love this guy. Braden, stand up. I'm not going to have you preach. Don't worry, but stand up. But Braden, a few weeks ago, gladly received the word of the Lord. And God baptized him with the Holy Spirit, speaking with other tongues. And Braden said, I got to be water baptized in the name of Jesus. That's what an outpouring does. That's what an outpouring does. That's what it does. Drew, where are you at? Drew, stand up. Wave at me, Drew. Stand up, Drew. Drew, thank God you went to that youth camp last year, bud. He heard the word of the Lord. He gladly received the word of the Lord, and he was water baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. That's what happens when there's an outpouring. That's what happens when there's an outpouring. So I want to say to you boldly and, and, and confidently, if you're here and you've not been water baptized in the name of Jesus, you need to take the example of Braden and Drew and gladly receive the word of God and be water baptized in the name of Jesus. I believe there can be a line of people before you leave this house today that will come stand right here by this tank and say, I'm, I'm going to be baptized, not to sign a roll for New Life Church. I hope to see you again, but listen, listen to this pastor. I'm not proposing water baptism so you can join a church. I'm proposing water baptism for what the Bible says it is for. It is for the remission of sins. So be like Braden and be like Drew. Meet me right here and say, I'm ready to be baptized in the name 
of Jesus Christ. You need to do that today. And we're ready to baptize you in Jesus' name. Fourthly, this outpouring ushers in miracles in the name of Jesus. Peter and John were coming by the temple. And the Bible says that when they occasioned upon a lame man who was paralyzed, he could not walk. He was shaking the little can saying, give me a little offering. Give me a a few coins to make it another day. When Peter and John looked at him, they declared it very emphatically, silver and gold. We don't have that. But what we do have, we're going to give it to you right now. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. He took him by the right hand and lifted him up. And immediately his feet and his ankle bones received strength. So he, leaping up, stood and walked and entered the temple with them, walking and leaping and praising God. Look at verse number 11 of Acts chapter number 3. Now as the lame man who had healed was healed held on to Peter and John, all the people ran together to them in the porch, which is called Solomon's, greatly amazed. So when Peter saw it, he responded to the people, men of Israel, why do you marvel at this? Or why look so intently at us as though by our own power or godliness we had made this man walk? Verse 16, and his name, through faith in his name, has made this man strong, whom you see and you know. Yes, the faith which comes through him has given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. I'm not standing up here saying, look at me, I got a magic hand. I'm up here today saying, look at God, he's got a great name that has power and has authority. It's not in our power, it's not in our ability. It is in the name of Jesus Christ. He went on to speak before religious leaders in the next chapter of Acts, chapter 4. He said, let it be known to you and all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, by him this man stands before you whole. When there is an outpouring, it ushers in miracles in the name of Jesus Lindsay Newton said this, I had sensitivities to over 17 foods that were causing various issues and autoimmune responses in my body. In March of 2022, at the Arkansas Young Adult Retreat, God healed my body. He used people that had no idea of my need to pray over me and speak faith and healing over me. Today, I have no symptoms. I give God all the glory and the honor for the work that he has done. Lindsay, stand up right here on the front row. 17 allergies to food, and God said, I'm going to take care of that. I'm going to let my miracle power touch your body. Thank God that he still heals. Celinda Nickel, miraculously healed of a brain aneurysm. That happened in 2017. If you haven't picked up her book, it is a fabulous book testifying of the power of God. She also testifies, when I was in my early 20s, I developed an allergy to all seafood and freshwater fish. If I ate it or anything fried with it, I would get immediately sick and my throat would begin to close up. She said, I had an EpiPen to get me to the ER. One day, the Lord spoke to me and he said, Celinda, I have healed you of all allergies. From that day on, I have been able to eat everything without a negative reaction. (laughs) Celinda, stand up. 
That's not someone across the state. That's someone that's in our place in this church right now. He is a miracle-working God. He has power over any sickness. Her daughter, Sienna, who is a student pastor's wife in Louisiana, we had the privilege of sending her, and she's in ministry now. She was diagnosed with gluten allergy. She would throw up immediately upon eating anything with gluten. She attended one ladies' conference in the state of Oklahoma, and she was prayed for. And when she was prayed for, immediately she was healed of every one of those allergies. Jace Lumpkins, Pastor Jace Stan, in 2013 was diagnosed with, I'm going to try to get this right, eosinophilic esophagitis. Whew, that's powerful right there. <laughs> Pastor Jace said, I, I'm here to testify that I was not able to consume any dairy protein without becoming sick for multiple days. He said, I dealt with this for four years, but the Lord healed me on Wednesday night in a service in 2017. He's been fine ever since. Woo! Again, I'm not talking to you about people in the far-flung regions of China somewhere. People among us right now that because of this outpouring of the Spirit have had miracles ushered in their life. Ashley Smith said, I struggle with food allergies, especially gluten, for five long years. I've always had to take my own safe food with me everywhere I went. Reading labels, menus, nutrition websites before eating anything. In a youth service last year, a friend felt the prompt to come and pray healing over my body. She said it was a very simple prayer. I immediately felt a rush of fire through my body when she prayed. I knew I was healed and I have been able to eat any food with no reactions since that day. So I was assembling this sermon together and I was thanking God. As these people communicated this to me, I was thanking God. And all of a sudden it hit me. I said, Lord... We've had a lot of people healed of allergy sicknesses. And as sure as I am standing in this room right now, the Lord spoke to me. And he said, I have given this church body authority over allergy sicknesses. He said, I have given New Life in Cabot authority over allergy sicknesses. I don't point to us and say, look at us, but folks, you can't have that many people delivered from that kind of sickness without there being evident authority that God has given to followers of Jesus Christ that say, I believe it. You know what authority is? Authority is the power to believe that God can do it and see it come to pass. If you are in this room and you suffer with any sort of allergic sicknesses, I would not leave this house today without somebody, a follower of Jesus, a believer of the Lord, joining with you and praying because if God did it for these people, God can do it for you. Come on, let's thank the Lord for his authority today. Woo, hallelujah. Brother Jesse, I want you to stand. We love Jesse and his family. 
He said, Pastor, I started having episodes over seven years ago. My esophagus would swell to a point that I would even get small pieces of food lodged. I could hardly breathe. I couldn't drink water. I would constantly throw up to try to get relief. He said it would get really painful and very scary. I went to numerous doctors through the years, ERs, specialists, and finally determined that I had the same thing that Pastor Jace had, eosinophilic esophagitis. Apparently, it was supposed to not be a curable disease. God saw other plans for me. I lessened my gluten wheat intake, and that would help my condition somewhat. However, I would still have problems. He said, I came to the front for prayer because I had an episode just before church several weeks ago, and my wife was very worried. It, I, it was mentioned that if I, I could go to the ER because this episode was lasting about an hour, and I couldn't get any relief. That night, though, was the last night that I've had any issue with this problem. He said, I came to the front, and, and I, I just believe God could touch me. Madison Gaddy stood behind this pulpit at 645 on a Wednesday night, leading this congregation in prayer. Sister Celinda heard a word from the Lord and spoke it to Brother Jesse. He is standing here today completely healed over that condition. You can't tell me that God does not work miracles. Come on, why don't you thank God for what he's doing in Jesse's body and Celinda's body and Lindsay's body and Jace's body. Woo, hallelujah. Stand with me if you would. And I'm going to ask you, if you would, not to move in and out right now. I don't mean that as some overlording comment, but God is going to let his power rain down on this house. There's going to be people healed in the name of Jesus in this house in the next few minutes. God's going to do something beyond what we could ever imagine in the next few minutes. How, how many, how many, it'd be all right with you if Jesus healed your body today. Would it be all right with you if you got to sleep and you got to sleep better tonight than you have in a long, long time? I propose not a magic formula, but a powerful Savior and a powerful healer named Jesus Christ. Now, Jesus declared it like this before he ascended into heaven. He said, all authority is mine. All authority in heaven and all authority on earth. And then it was this same Jesus, when he was getting ready to ascend to heaven, giving final instructions to his disciples. He said, when you leave this mountain, the Holy Spirit is going to empower you. And it's going to produce signs and wonders. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. In my name, they will speak with new tongues. In my name, they will take up serpents. In my name, if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. In my name, they will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. If you're new to the New Testament and you see that on the screen and you read that in your Bible and you think, wow, that's strange, demons and serpents and all of that, I want you to go back, go to our YouTube site for this church and go back in the month of December and watch a sermon that I preached on miracles and it will explain every biblical reference of those things actually happening 
That's not meant to be some confusing passage. It's meant to be prophetic of what will happen because of those who simply believe Jesus can do it. Everybody look right here at pastor. We're not going to ask for three or four faith healers to come and pray with you today. Because you know where the power is? The power is with every believer. These signs shall follow them that believe. They believe Jesus died on the cross for that sickness to be healed. And they believe he can and will heal today. So everybody look. How many believers are here today? Guess who the power flows through? Believers. Guess who God uses to lay hands on the sick and see them recover? Believers. You don't have to come and get me to lay my hand on you. You don't have to come and get some mega church pastor to lay his hand on you, her hand on you. You just need a believer that believes that Jesus is a healer and Jesus can do what his word says he can do. These signs shall follow them that believe. Now, I want you to listen very closely because I'm going to tell you everything we're going to do right now. No smoke and mirrors. Notice... Brother Dennis hasn't even started playing the keyboard yet. In just a moment, first I'm going to ask for those who are believers that would like to pray with people to receive their miracle. So that means if you are a believer and you don't necessarily have some overarching miracle or healing that you need, but you are a believer wanting to pray with other people to help see their miracle or their healing come to pass... I'm going to call for you in just a minute because we're going to see the miraculous hand of God work through believers today. Everybody say, these signs shall follow them that believe. That is not the word of Tim Gaddy. That is the word of Jesus Christ. So if you are here, just very quickly, if you are here, you are a believer and you believe Jesus can heal people today, and you would like to help pray with people today for their miracle, their healing, I want you to come quickly from wherever you are. You're going to step out from where you are, and I want you just to line across here, line across the front, and face the congregation if you would. What this is is an army of believers. Believers. People that believe that Jesus can heal. And Jesus can touch and Jesus can deliver. Now, everybody else that's, that's standing, I want you to look right up here at Pastor. If you are here and you need a healing in your body, listen very closely, a healing in your body, or you need a miracle, you need God to do something miraculous in your body, your family, some situation, and you're ready and you believe Jesus can touch you today. These people want to just pray with you. Nobody's going to push you over. Nobody's going to embarrass you. We're just going to agree with you in prayer. And we'll tell you before we start praying, nobody's going to do anything weird. If you need a miracle or a healing, 
I wish you would come just quickly and stand right up here and you just face this, this group that's here. Just put a little bit of space between you because we need a little bit of room. Just come if you need a miracle. Some of you came today. I know. I heard it. Some of you came needing a miracle. Some of you came needing a miracle. Those of you that came forward facing me, I want you to take another step back, just a little bit more space so we can see who all is here that needs healing, needs a miracle. Praise God. Amen. There's people coming. I, I, know, I know there's people here that need a miracle. You need Jesus to touch you. You got pain in your body and you need a release from that pain. The miracle worker is here today. The miracle worker is here today. The healer is here today. Everybody look right up here. If you are here and you've had never had the Lord baptize you with his spirit, you heard pastor preach about it and you heard what happened at Pentecost when people began to be filled with the Holy Spirit. They began to speak with other tongues. That is... Uh, that's not some spooky thing that just a segment of people get. The outpouring is for all flesh. That gift is for you today. That gift is for you today. So as we begin to pray, as we begin to pray, if you feel a little bit of brokenness in your spirit, you start crying, that's okay. That's what I do. It's the connection of our spirit with God's spirit. Just speak out to the Lord whatever your request is. Speak out to the Lord the praise that he is worthy of. Say, God, yes, I have a need, but I'm going to lift you up and I'm going to praise you because you are a miracle worker. I wish I could get in front of every one of you. I'm, I'm going to try right now. Every one of you that came up here needing a miracle. I wish I could get up right in your face and tell you Jesus wants to touch you right now. You don't have to fear. You do not have to fear right now. Jesus wants to heal. And Jesus wants to, he's going to do it. He's going to do it today. We're just going to pray with you and believe in the name of Jesus for you to receive what these other people have received. I wish you'd close your eyes all across this room. Father, your word has been preached. And now, just like it was taught me 35 years ago, there has been instruction. And by the authority of your word and the power of your name, I ask that there will be a demonstration of your healing power in the name of Jesus Christ. I come against sickness. I take authority over those sicknesses in the name of Jesus. We rebuke terminal illness right now. We take authority over every incurable disease by the authority that is in the name above every name, the name of Jesus Christ. I pray, Lord, that you will heal high blood pressure and you will loose back pain right now. Kidney malfunction, Lord, I pray against it in Jesus' name. Let your mighty power be resident in this room right now in Jesus' name. I'd like some of you that came up to help a people pray. I wish you'd just find someone and join up with them. Ask them what you can pray for. Begin to call on the name of Jesus. There is a healer in this room right now. That's it. That's it. It's happening right now all across this room. It's happening all across this room right now. There is a healer in this house. There is an anointing to heal in this house. Hallelujah. Go ahead and let your voice out in faith. 
Say, Jesus, I believe it. I trust it right now. My confidence is in you, Lord Jesus. My faith is in you, Lord Jesus. We're claiming miracle power upon this house right now in Jesus' name. 